Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm your host, David Thornton. It's been a pretty wild ride for stocks in 2022, but the ASX 200 is holding up pretty well. Today, we're going to discuss three of the best performing stocks in the 200 and also two laggards. For that, we're joined by Anthony Abood from Perpetual and Sean Fenton from Sage Capital. Welcome, guys. Thanks, David. Okay, Anthony, first up, Pilbara Minerals. The ASX leading pure play lithium stock uh, blew the lights out last year, hit $3.86, uh, but it's definitely come off the ball this year, currently about $2.38, buy, hold or sell. I've got a hold. Um, look, it's come off 40% since, uh, since about January um, on expectations of weaker lithium carbonate price, price uh, mainly on the back of extra, extra supply coming hitting the market. Um, we think that uh, it's probably fairly priced at the moment, just about, you know, um, actual lithium price hasn't come off that much, um, but we think it probably reflects long-term, uh, the Pilbara represents long-term uh, uh, prices. So we, we, we think it's about fairly valued. Sean, PE still up in the 80s, buy, hold or sell? Yeah, it's probably a hold with a, a bit of a tilt towards being a buy. Uh, it's all about the lithium price. So we like lithium because you've got a legislated transition from internal combustion engines to electric vehicles occurring very rapidly. We don't like lithium because there's oodles of supply coming on uh, quite rapidly. Uh, yeah, we suspect demand might do a bit better than supply there, uh, but Pilbara's probably not our preferred lithium stock, so we prefer sort of all chem and IGO in that space. Another one of the three top performers, Linus Rare Earths. Uh, similar roller coaster ride, uh, hit 11.39, now 9.63. Buy, hold, or sell, Sean? Uh, it's also going to be a hold, and I have to say that because we were long and we've, um, we've taken profits. But um, yeah, look, once again, Rare Earths, uh, you've got a whole lot of uh, geopolitical sort of overlay there with uh, China dominating. Uh, refining capacity there and uh, you know, Western companies, the US particular, looking for alternate sources and supply chains and support coming from governments there. Rare earth prices are very high, but there is um, supply starting to come out from uh, different uh, parts of the world and um, some uh, refining capacity through China and other parts there. So, uh, you know, we see it as pretty evenly balanced where the price is. Anthony, Linus, Rare Earths, you're also going to give me a hold? No, I'll give you a it's, I think it's a sell. I think. Um, you know, we like Rare Earths. Like, we think it's a great story in Western Western sphere. We think that, um, you know, demand demand for magnets is going to be uh, very strong with wind turbines, EVs, etc. Um, so we think there's a good demand side. 
But look, we think it's sort of pricing in, current, current price of NDPR is about um, 123 US. Uh, and so we think, we think that's where it's priced. We think there's probably at some point it's going to, uh, it's go, yeah, the price will come back, in which case we think liners will come back. Our preferred play in the rare earths is Iluca. Okay, the third top performer, Instatech Pivot. Uh, currently trading at 358, uh, and it's planning to split its explosives and fertilizer business. Uh, buy, hold, or sell, Anthony? It's still got to buy. I, th I like it. I think there are two things to have occurred over the last, which, which are going to be a bit more sustainable as a result of lack of, uh, lack of supply, but also as a result of uh, the Russian uh, invasion of Ukraine is um, elevated energy and food, food uh, costs. And uh, second derivative of food is fertiliser. So we think that fertiliser is not a bad place to be over the medium term. Um, secondly, we, don't, we like the demerger. We think that uh, the volatility of the fertiliser uh, earnings um, hides how good a business the explosive business is. Um, it operates in a lot of duopolies uh, with, with Orica. Um, and so we think it will get a re-rating and we, and we do think then two bite-sized pieces, one of them may be quite attractive from an M&A perspective. Sean, buy, hold, sell. Yeah, I generally agree it's a buy. There could be a, a bit of entry point coming up. Trading-wise, there's a few pressures there. They've you know, done really well from uh, you know, high ammonia nitrate, urea prices, ammonia prices, uh, with cheap uh, gas out of the US where um, their Wagamon plant is. Uh, that's being arbitraged away. The Europeans are buying all the, the gas cargoes they can out of the US. Um, and coming out of winter in the Northern Hemisphere, you've also seen some of those European gas prices come down. So margins have come down across that uh, the nit nitrogen part of the business. Uh, you're seeing some resistance to very high DAP uh, fertilizer prices in uh, you know, Brazil and uh, in Australia. So a bit of demand destruction there. But I agree with Anthony, the separation of the business uh, should be value accretive. And we're not in a situation where we've sold, uh, sold sort of uh, food inflation, food scarcity. So we do see longer term strong demand there. They've just got to really step up the, the operational performance of that Wagaman plant, the AN plant in, uh, in Louisiana. Okay, now moving on to the laggards, REA Group uh, missed its third quarter estimates, uh, which the market didn't like. Buy, hold or sell, Sean? I think it's a sell. At the end of the day, uh, last time we had a look, you get a house price downturn, listing volumes tend to fall at least 30%. Uh, this is starting to look a bit scary. The RBA is uh, getting on the, the hawkish front foot. Rates are going up. Uh, you're going to see uh, house prices fall and generally in that environment, turnover really drops off. Uh, they can pull some price levers, um, but you know, penetration is very high in premium ads. Uh, they've pulled the cost levers through COVID, so we know they've got the flexibility to do that. Uh, but uh, rising bond yields, high, high prices and cyclical downside to earnings, uh, it's hard to own. Anthony? Rates going up. Yeah, maybe a bit softy. Yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm sorry, being a bit softy. I'm going to say with a hold. I like the business. I do like the pricing power. Um, they've got a strong market position. Um, however, I, I, I agree with Sean. It's, it's still not cheap enough yet to, to, to be a buy, uh, given you've got the headwinds from uh, probably slowing volumes uh, uh, of, of housing transactions. Um, and um, so I think it's still about 35 PE, you know, for this year, FY22. It's just not cheap enough. Especially when you also you've got a major shareholder in News Corp, which got sort of a majority. Said you just don't know what they're going to do. So I don't know. From my perspective, it's still a hold. Not it's not a buy yet. Okay. The other laggard dominoes. Uh, 
That one, Domino's has not had a good time of it. Uh, it's, it's lost about two thirds of its value since September, yes. now sitting at 63 bucks, buy, hold or sell. I still think it's a sell. I think um, that the market consistently overestimates these guys. Uh, I mean, this time last year, for FY23, the market had three bucks a share in EPS forecast. It's now gonna be just over two. Um, our problem is in the, in the short term is that um, we think uh, franchisee profitability is going to be tough. You know, they've got labour price going up, you've got cost of goods sold from, you know, going up. And therefore, we think the rollout of stores is going to be tough, so the growth's not going to be there, and it's still 30 PE. So for us, it's just, just not quite, it's just not there yet, so we still think it's a sell. Sean, they're rolling out stores. Is it a sell for you? Yeah, I think it is. I'm finding myself agreeing with Anthony a lot today. I know it's worrying me a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a COVID beneficiary. It's fallen a long way, but got ridiculously expensive. Um, and uh, what I'm just uncertain about is as we open up normalisation, what happens to that, um, that, uh, that pizza demand? They did really well in Japan, but, uh, you know, it's been a struggle longer term. How much of that... Does, does that turn around? And you've got cost pressure inflation there. Don't forget they've got a delivery model. So, you know, drivers, labour, petrol, uh, you know, pizza, wheat, cheese, dairy, pepperoni, um, you know, it's all, all going up. So, um, yeah, a bit of margin pressure and a fair bit of uncertainty. It's just, yeah, not cheap enough to get excited about. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where we're adding new content every day. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos, and podcasts.